Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of The Breakthrough Maze. My name is Joe Applebaum, and what I do here is I speak to entrepreneurs that are looking to create more power, more freedom, and more self-expression in their life. Welcome to the program. Is there anything that you want more of? So where do you need more power, more freedom, more self-expression? Where in your life do you want more? Oh, God, that, that list can go on forever. No, I'm just <laughs> um, So more in the presentation aspect of this that I'm supposed to be sitting on for 45 minutes, I'm running okay. into kind of like a block of once I've come up with, like, I've come up with the title, I've come up with the, you know, the overall of, like, the introduction of myself, the... Uh, a little bit about my company, and then I start getting stuck of like, where am I going next with this? I can't figure out for myself, even though I've done this and talk about it all the time face-to-face, feeling like, okay, how am I going to present that in a way that's going to make them feel like, first of all, it's not a sales pitch and not um, like trying to get them to just buy from, you know, kind of using it as more of like giving over that information for knowledge and walking away like they feel like they have something like I was trying to elaborate more on like five points that I think they would walk away from that I find that would be useful for them and that has a good takeaway okay so it sounds so to me what I'm hearing is one of the things that I one of the key things that I heard is that you don't want it to sound like a sales pitch am I right Mm -hmm. correct so it's not so much about the value you know that you're going to add value you're already the expert in your field you know you're going to add massive value to your audience the question is how do you not look stupid? How do you not look like you're trying to take advantage of them? Is that what I'm mm-hmm. hearing? Is that accurate? Yes. Is that the main Correct. issue? Correct. Now, what I learned in my career is that whenever you're doing, whenever you're offering services to somebody, you're always going to feel like you're selling them something. And you know, often people actually want to be offered something. They want to be served. So it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. The thing is, what's your relationship with sales? Like selling something to somebody that wants to be sold is not a bad thing because ultimately nobody really wants to be sold. They really want to buy. But in order for them to buy, you have to educate them as to what what it is they can buy and how it is they can buy it, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So what's your relationship with sales that's stopping you from being okay with educating people without feeling like you're selling? Like, what is the belief there? Let's talk about, because that's really the core issue is you believe that when you're going to get up and you're going to give a presentation that people are going to feel like you're selling them something. Right. So, and that, that doesn't stick well with you. Right. That's an interesting point. So I never, I'm not a pushy salesman. So let's, I'll back up on it. Like, I'm not like, you need to have this because of that. This is what I can offer you. This is the information. And I'm giving you the information to empower the, the, the buyer almost to feel like, wow, this is such good information. This guy really knows what he's talking about. I really like him. I have substance and background from and, and knowledge of what he wants to do, but I just want to use him because I, I feel I feel like, you know, this is someone who's trustworthy. It's not just trying to sell me to get me to sign on the God of life. So I, I build like a personal relationship with, with individuals when I meet with them that gives them the background to make them feel like you're the right person to hire and there's nobody better than you. 
Okay. So building building that personal relationship, building what they call rapport with the person, building trust is really important to you, right? Yeah. And you do a really good job doing that when it's one-on-one. Are you afraid that you might not be able to build that rapport and that trust with the crowd? So in the past, I've never had, when I do speak in front of people, I've never had that. Like I've spoken in front of three, 400 people and not have that issue. Have I got a little jammed up? Sure, but I'm definitely where people have asked for more information and felt like I wasn't given enough time to even speak. So to answer that of where my fear of speaking, we all have a little bit, I guess I can say I have some fear of speaking, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a little concerned that because these are such high net worth and high, and really the movers and shakers in this, and I've never spoken to a crowd like of this type, I'm feeling, I think, stressed that right. they're Is it because you are, you're afraid that you might you might um, mess it up? Are you afraid yeah. you might mess it up and there's a big opportunity for you and you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself? Yes. I'll, I, absolutely, yes. Uh, I, I feel like this is something that's going to be where if I if it's not given over correctly, I think I'm going to lose them in a sense of like, well, you know, he wasn't a good speaker or that wasn't really where yeah. I feel. So let's take a step back then. Let's take a step back and let's look at this for what it is. This is not a moment in time where you're getting up and this is not going to make or break your business type of thing. You're not getting up in front of like the king of the world for him to decide whether or not you should live or die. This is not your big moment. Uh-huh. This is an opportunity, and many opportunities are going to come, but this is not your big moment. This is not the defining moment in your business. If you go there and you get nothing from this conference, nothing, or they cancel it on you, are you going to go out of business? No. <laughs> I, right. No. I, so, I, right. Like, so the stress that you're putting on yourself is because there's a story you're telling yourself around what this means, and that story is not a true story. It's a lie that we tell ourselves that creates pressure, stress, and doesn't let us perform. Interesting. So the first step is to recognize what story you're telling yourself because we're not aware of the stories we tell ourselves. So let's define the story, and then let's reframe and create a new story, a more empowering story. And if you can do that, all of a sudden you start showing up and sales is not even it's not even an issue anymore. Like your brain is like trying to hide the fact that you're creating a story about what this conference means and you're trying to justify the stress by saying, I just don't want to sound salesy, I'm not a used car salesman, blah blah blah. All that's trying to cover up the real problem. Right. The problem is telling yourself a story about what this conference means. So what story have you been telling yourself about this conference? So there's a, well, that's a a very good question. So for me personally, I feel like there's, I've been working towards meeting these type of people for many years. Um, The objective of getting these type of people on board and getting them to pay attention to me has been something that's been going on, I would say for a good five plus years, maybe even more than that. 
of breaking into this market and really making this take off. Um, I feel very pressured about that. I also feel pressured about the type of money that I spent on this type of conference um, and what revolves around that and feeling personally like this is this is where I wanted to this is where I've been trying to go for a very long time and here it is now and oh shit wow this is going to be a lot of pressure on me and are they going to you know and going back to like I said earlier is this going to be something that's going to be that they're not they're going to look at that and go wow you didn't really do a good speaking job we don't really want to deal with you and then is my business affected it's affected in a certain vision I think the vision is to go this to take it to this route, you know, it's almost where this has been a buildup for a very long time and figuring out what's the best avenue and how to get involved with these results. Um, yeah. And some of them, and some of them I know, some of them are my clients. So I feel like they, right. introduced, they introduced me to these people and are count, you know, kind of like we use him. We're very successful with him. And I don't want to, I don't want them to feel like, wait, should we second guess this? So I'm feeling that kind of pressure also. I'm also feeling pressure of um, some, you know, again. Right. Some of the- so there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure because of the story that you're mm-hmm. telling yourself around this vision that you had and blah, blah, blah. Is this 100% accurate that if you totally flop this, that people are going to be upset and you're going to miss out on this vision? Is it 100% accurate and true? No, it's it's not. It's just my, I guess, my fears that I'm, Right. Um, yes. Right. So what do you, when you have a fear, is the fear true or is the fear not true? So in this case, I think it's my, just my own personal fear that I'm, I've conjured up and kind of been like, wow, okay, this is a lot for me. Um, yeah. And, and well, feeling that. Just, I, just so you know, fear stands for false evidence that appears real. Just so you know. So fear is always a lie. Fear is never true. So not just in this case, in all cases. If someone's afraid of snakes, is the snake biting him now? No. No. He's afraid of the snake will bite, but it's a lie. Because there's no snake. There's no, there's no, no, if you're afraid of bridges, is there a bridge here now? Are you, is the bridge shaking? Does it look like it's going to fall apart? No, but you don't even want to get on it. Like, hang on a second. What, what, What type of lie are you telling yourself? If I get on it, the bridge will fall. What? Afraid of airplanes? Are you on an airplane right now? No, but the fear is real. You're shivering just when I say airplane. You're stressed when I say airplane, but you're not on an airplane. And car crashes happen a hundred times, a thousand times, ten hundred thousand times more than airplane crashes. So what are you doing? Fear is always a lie. The lie we tell ourselves to justify our anxiety to justify our comfort level, to justify having to go out on a limb, and to justify not having courage. Right. It takes a tremendous amount of courage for you. It's going to take courage for you to get up in front of the people that you feel might be judging you, that you feel might be more successful than you. Let me tell you a personal story. I had a vision that I wanted to get in front of CEOs, a very successful company, multi-billion dollar company, for years, for years. Finally, I got the opportunity to join many organizations, including one 
that put me in front of them. And I was frightened and scared, and I did it anyway. And for years, I was part of them and networking with them, and I thought my business would blow up because of it. I can't say I didn't get anything from it, but nothing happened from one interaction, and they happened to have been the wrong target market for me at the end of the day anyway. You never know what's going to happen. You know, a billion-dollar CEO doesn't have time for me. Doesn't have time for me, and also he doesn't have the pull and the say that I need to get into his marketing department. He doesn't. It's not even his responsibility. He hands it off to his lieutenants and moves on. Wrong crowd, baby. I got in. I used my courage. I overcame. Now I don't care anymore because I know that it doesn't matter. They're all human beings with the same insecurities, same issues, same personal problems, health, business, relationships, whatever. It's all the same. So I had to find what within me, what within me I was afraid of, my own insecurities and accepting myself that I am an expert and realizing, hang on a second, I don't care about these people right now. What about me, my opinion of myself? Because other people's opinions doesn't matter. None of your business. They will change. You know, what you think is a terrible presentation, they'll love. What you think is a perfect presentation, they'll hate, no matter how perfect you are. So the only person that really matters is you. When a rock star gets up on stage, what's the most important thing they need to have in order for them to properly rock out? Is it good looks? Yes or no? No, it's not the good looks. Okay. Is it a great, perfect voice? Yes or no? No. No. So if it's not symmetry, it's not beauty, and it's not perfection, what is it? It's confidence. It's passion, it's enthusiasm, it's being all in. That's what makes a great actor, that's what makes a great rock star, that's what makes a great public speaker. That's what makes a great comedian. Fail with grace. Get up and do it, push. Because everybody's living with their lies. Everybody's living with their fears. But not you, because you have a great coach. <laughs> not you, because you have, you have awareness. Right. You realize that it's a lie that you're telling yourself. So what do you need to focus on now? In order, you need to focus on your courage. That's number one. Number two is you need to focus on what are the actual lies. Because if you don't uncover the actual lies, you're going to come up with excuses that seem real. But once you right. figure out what the actual lie is, then selling is not even in the equation. You know, the vision is not even in the equation. All this stuff doesn't even matter. When you kill the root, all the stuff that's going on after the root doesn't matter. Right? When you cut up right. the supply, right. which is the fear, which is the self-limiting beliefs, which is the lies, mm -hmm. all of a sudden everything that was said before didn't matter because the foundation changed, the direction right. changed, the source changed. So this is what I learned in my career in public speaking. Number one, you have to have one intention. One intention. Write this down. Intention. Mm -hmm. What is your number one intention when you walk into the room? Less is more. People don't remember. Like people forget 90% of the stuff you tell them within 30 minutes. Everything. Like literally. They forget everything. Yeah. So you got to drill them. You got to say what you're going to say. Say what you said and then remind them about what you said. And then with one intention. One intention. Whatever the intention is. It might be get on a phone call with me. It might be let me review your policy. It might be download this um, lead magnet. 
It might be connect with me on LinkedIn. It might be know who I am. It might be recognize me as a expert. It might be video for social media. Doesn't matter what it is, but have one intention. That one intention will stick. Where focus goes, what? Energy. Energy flows. flows. Where focus I can't goes, I remember flows. that. By the way, that's, that's yeah. from you from over the time. Yes. 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 Where focus goes, energy flows. So I'm here to tell you that you are an amazing human being, an expert beyond compare. You have incredible information that people thirst for, especially in your industry. People thirst for. And you just have to believe that and trust that. Trust yourself, your instincts, and then figure out how to open, figure out how to close. Everything in the middle doesn't matter. Figure out how to open, figure out how to close. Have one intention, and then just have fun. You're a fun guy. Just have fun. The audience wants to have fun. They don't want to be bored. They don't want to waste time. They want great content and great education. That's what they want. They want great content. Oh, I said education. I meant entertainment. <laughs> they want great education and great entertainment, which is called edutainment. And that's all they care about. Mostly, mostly entertainment. Because people, they don't, you know, you just have to tell them things they didn't know. Ask them questions. Get them thinking. Once you do that, you did your job. Then you do your intention. So, again, this relieves all the pressure. You're not going to educate them to be an expert in what you've studied the past 30 years to be. No one's ever going to remember 90% of the things you tell them. But if there's three things you want them to remember, what are those three things? There's one intention. What's the one intention? So, for me, when I get up in front of a crowd and I say, if you want to be successful on LinkedIn, here are three things you need to remember. But first, here's what you should stop doing. Stop lurking. Stop lurking. Stop lurking. Right? And then I go into posting, engaging, and messaging. And then I throw in my nine steps and a bunch of other stuff, but then I say posting, engaging, and messaging. Posting, engaging, and messaging. Posting, engaging, and messaging. Posting, engaging, and messaging. And everyone's like, wow. Wow. If I talk about DMs, I say three things. Greeting, feeding, and meeting. Greeting, feeding, and meeting. That's all I say. That's all I say. I don't care about anything else. You want to be successful at DM? Stop selling. Stop selling. Greeting, feeding, and meeting. And that's it. And that could be an hour, two hours, five hours, three days. Right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So each one of your steps, if you have three steps to success, your foundation, what's your assessment, and then what you actually do, those are the three steps. So call the three steps whatever you want. And then you already know what you want to say. Just figure out how to open with something that's a little hook, something that's a little catchy. I opened up with a rap sometimes. This Friday, I opened up with a rap. I crushed it. Sometimes I open up with a question. Sometimes I open up with a joke. Sometimes I open up in a different way. Like you have to figure out how you want to open up. But opening up is how you warm up the audience. Right. I've been... And once they're warmed up, you get into the content. You know, you could open up with a story. You definitely don't open up introducing yourself. You know who introduces you? The person before you or the MC. They introduce you and you prepare the introduction for them so that they can pre-frame you. You don't want to show up and start talking about yourself. Nobody cares about you. 
They want to know what's in it for me. So you start off with, I had a multifamily investor that just had a situation. You know what happened to his biggest property? He only had $2 million insurance on a $20 million property, okay? And the whole thing burnt down. The insurance company offered them 100 k and he was going to take it till his grandmother told him to call me. Let me tell you about his grandmother. Anybody here have a grandmother still? Oh, none of you. Okay, wow, you're old, you know? <laughs> Can you smell your grandmother's chicken soup? And then you go into it. Right? Yeah. That's, that's one way. That's one way. There's other ways. There's many other ways. There's many other ways. You can start with, you know why I hate insurance companies? You know why? Not because they charge a premium. Whatever. You get into it. Right. It's also the fear. It's an interesting point because it's like, what is the biggest thing in our industry, especially in the multifamily? And, and the commercial ones and all that, is the fear of the, these guys are very successful, but they have the fear of the insurance company. They don't want to fight right. with them. They don't want to, they don't want to, you know, kind right. of get so them speak all to agitated. The speak to the elephant in the room. Speak to the elephant in the room. I know what you guys are thinking. I know what you're thinking right now. You're afraid they're going to come after you. I'm telling you they're not. I'm telling you they're going to like you more if you get the proper coverage. You don't have the proper coverage. I promise you, all of you don't have the proper coverage. You know why? Because you didn't speak to an expert to get your coverage. And that's why you're afraid, because you don't know that you're properly covered. Insurance companies are happy to pay. They're happy to pay the max they promised to pay. They actually want to pay so that you continue using them and paying the premiums. That's how they make their money. But you got to get the proper coverage. I'm not an insurance broker. I have nothing to sell you. But I do want to make sure that you have the proper coverage so that when an incident might happen, and hopefully it will never, but if it does, I want to make sure you don't get shafted. And you could actually not just make money, but invest that money into yourself and into buying new properties. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you tell a case study, and you go forward, and say, tell me the truth. Who here, raise your hand if you reviewed your policy in the past 12 months, and you understand it. Right. <laughs> Who here? Who here? Right. Oh, there's one person in the back. He's your insurance broker. Great. If you want to get sold on a policy, speak to him. But none of you understand it. But it's simple. There are three steps to understanding your policy. Let me tell you what they are. Who here wants to hear what they are? Get your pens out. Call Joseph Sabag. Call Joseph Sabag. Call Joseph Sabag. I've been doing this for 30 years. Well, I do. I look for the clauses that will screw you, and I remove them. And often it increases your premium by a tiny percentage. I'm talking about $50, but it changes how you can collect. Who's with me? Sorry. Say I. Who's with me? Say I. I'm not here to scare you. I don't think you should be scared. I'm here to eliminate your fears so you don't have to worry. I'm also here to prepare you in case something happens. So by the end of this speech, you're going to know three things. Let me tell you the three things you're going to know. Boom, boom, boom. How to be ready. How to be ready. How to be ready. Location, location, location. Nope. Be ready. Preparation, preparation, preparation. And not preparation H. That's for something else. <laughs>
that's when you don't have the right coverage. Um. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No Vaseline. No Vaseline. You could even play that song. Right. A song called No Vaseline by Ice Cube. So let me ask then a little bit, and I appreciate it because this is, a lot, this is helping a lot. Do I put together a PowerPoint with something like this, or do I keep it very just as a, for myself as talking points? Well, it depends on your objective. It depends how many people are in the room. It depends on what you want to do. If you do have a PowerPoint, just have pictures, have snapshots, have diagrams. Don't have words and content that's boring. You don't want people right. reading the presentation. You want them looking at you. So if you have a Correct. good presentation that has diagrams and pictures and testimonials and stuff, that's great. You want people taking their phone out and taking a picture of stuff. See, everybody, take your phone out now. Take a picture. Get ready. You ready? Boom. Next slide. Shows a picture of you and your cell phone number. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Did you get your photo? Good. Next slide. And he shows them something cool, like an infographic with a stack. You know? All right. That's a very good point. So, so that's something. Okay. So I have to. We. I still have to figure out how many people are going to be in this because there's going to be a several. There's going to be about three, four hundred people at the conference. But out yeah, of but that, you're going to have. You're probably going to have right. thirty people in the room. Right. That's what I was about to say. I don't think not everybody's yeah. going up. Don't so. don't put so much pressure on yourself. Typically, nothing comes out of these things. Between me and you. Very little comes out of this. Very, very little. You might get one or two opportunities, which will lead into many other. The key is to use this for social media and for practice for yourself. Take the pressure right. off. Have a good time. Get really good at this. And practice. And you're going to kill it. You're going to crush it. When the pressure comes off, you crush it. You have nothing to lose. Nothing. Because you're going to build the relationships one-on-one -on -one with the people anyway. And you're going to invite 100% of the people to your talk. And all your other connections. And that's why you're using it. You're using it because you're on the website. And you can take a screenshot and put it online. And there's so much you can do with this. There's so right. much you can do with this. You can promote, 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 promote. Because you have that opportunity. Most people never have this opportunity. You have a great opportunity. So, and you invested in this opportunity to leverage it. But what I am telling you is, you got to not eliminate the fear. But leverage it. Leverage it. Recognize it. Write, it. write down what it is. It's just lies. Tell yourself the truth. Say, I am an expert. Say that. Yeah, it is true. I am an expert. Right. So you're an expert. People want to speak to an expert. You go to a doctor. Do you want to speak to a PA who just got started yesterday? No. You want to speak to the doctor you've been going to for 20 years that knows you intimately and understands when you cough what it is, the difference between the four different types of coughs, right? Mm-hmm. You're speaking yeah. to an expert. You're speaking to an expert. I'm the industry veteran. I train people in this industry. So if you're curious about what goes on behind the scenes, pay attention. And by the way, speak to my clients, client A, client B, client C. I got permission to mention their names. They're in this room. Raise your hand. Stand up. How much money did you make? Don't give details. But just say, how much money did you make? How much did they offer you, and how much did you make? Right. And did your, and did your relationship with the insurance company improve or decline? Improved. It got better, safer, better, more coverage, whatever. Speak to their fears. Pain and pleasure. That's what people want. 
run away from pain, run towards pleasure. Right. Good point. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that change that does take away a lot. I I, I appreciate it because it really does make it easier to look at it. So it's like almost like I'm. Yeah. And at by it. the way, give less info. Give less info and say, who in this room wants to attend a one-hour webinar with me to go over this again and go over the following additional things? Right, and put that together for them. And put your cell phone down right now. My admin will sign you up. Give me your cell phone. Put it down right here. You're emailing your cell phone on the sheet in front of you and hand it in to me. My admin will invite you to a special private presentation that's just for you guys. Then you do a little presentation, a webinar on Zoom. You speak to them for another hour with what you really want to tell them. Right. The fortune is in the what? The for, the fortune's in the details. In the follow up. No. Follow up. The details, yes. In the details, yes, but also in the follow up, right? In the follow up. Nothing happens. You can give the best speech in the world. No one's contacting you. No one is contacting you, even if they have an incident, unless you're top of mind with them daily. Unless they can't right. get you out of their mind. Yeah, that is true. That is a, and it even happens. So, yeah, the top yeah, of so mind. You have is, 10 people, you have 10 people, 30 people that are your VIPs that are like your clients that you're made. You don't need anything else. Maybe 100 people. That's it. Long term, over the next three years, that know you, like you, and trust you, that will never forget you, that will refer business to you, that are in the industry. You know? That's yep. where it's at. That's where the money is made. That's true. So, so what are you going to do? That's the question. What are you going to do? 46. So I'm going to be, like, for myself, I think I'm going to be taking this on a different approach. It was more of I was trying to find the content. I was trying to elaborate on the content and all this. And I think... After talking with you right now, I feel like there's not a need to be so, first of all, stressed about the content itself and also my own fears and so on and so forth. But I, I feel like looking at trying to feel like I'm selling them something, which is, I think, what you're saying, and I got the point of where they want to be sold. Everybody wants to be sold, and that is true, you know, to a certain extent. <laughs> um, but I definitely. I feel that's changing a lot. Like even, even like what you said before about introductions, like of myself. Like I was stuck on like, how am I gonna, I'm gonna talk in front of all these people who I am. It's always been, and you're right. Like any presentation I've done, someone's always, basically when I'm in front of people, this, the person who's introducing me, it's not myself talking about myself, which is, correct. I think in itself <laughs> was a lot of pressure. <laughs> correct, because that sales right up front. Everyone gets turned off. You turn yourself off by. You don't need to introduce yourself. Everyone knows who you are. They came to your conference because they know who you are and what you do. And then a person, and then through your talk, you'll talk about your experiences and how many years and blah, blah, blah. And it'll just come out naturally. By the way, sales, the word sales comes mm-hmm. from the word salary. You knew that? No, I did not. And the word salary comes from the word salt. <laughs> so wow. what does salt do? Makes Food tastes good. Yeah. It also helps our heartbeat. So your goal is to be salt. Don't try to sell anybody. 
because selling is smelling. You don't want to smell. Instead, be salt. Serve. Your goal is to serve. Everybody wants to be served. Everybody wants to be served well. So service. Instead of saying sales, say service. I want to serve these people. I want to add value. I want to give them salt. By the way, quick tip. A 5% drop in hydration is a 30% drop in energy. So if you want to get more motivation so that you can have more celebration, you got to have more hydration. See what I did there? Yep. So <laughs> remember, stay hydrated while you're brainstorming. Stay hydrated the day of the meeting. Add some salt, Himalayan sea salt to your water a little bit. It'll keep you electrolyzed, energized, so that you can prioritize, strategize, and recognize your prospects and close them when they need you. Not today. They don't need you now. Now it's time to serve. When they need you, right. you'll sell. Right now you need to serve. Right. When, that's they, need the, when, when they need the salt, you'll bring it. Right now they don't need the salt. What happens if you put too much salt into a soup? It's disgusting. Too salty. Might as well swim in the Atlantic Ocean. Too much information yep. is like swimming in the ocean. So People get drowned more. by the riptides of information. So less is more, make it entertaining, make it, you know, give some stories. If it's a PowerPoint needed, kind of do a few you slides more images. You want everyone to be able to have a takeaway. Takeaways. Mm-hmm. One takeaway. Three takeaways. That's it. Takeaways. And by the way, at the end, say, what are you going to do next? And everybody should have something to say. That's how you know you right. added value. When everybody has something to say that they're going to do now. Should I give the end of the meeting? Like, I was thinking of giving them 15 minutes for open discussion to people. Is that too much at, a, at something like this or give them five never minutes? End like with, never end with that. Okay. Never end with that. It's not a good way to end. Mix it into the middle if needed. Do not end with Q&A. The way you want to end is with a statement that makes everybody want to clap. Something personal, something powerful, something memorable. That's an, okay, good. So that gives, uh, so it means, all right, let me switch that. I'm like looking at my, my cheat sheet that I put together of, of kind of filling, how to what fill it. What does it sound like? like? You're, in a room, you're in a room with 30 people, mm-hmm. and then you say, any questions? And nobody has questions. How does that look? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you don't want to take that risk. So right. instead what you say, instead, instead what you say is thank you very much. Right, after you say something like, so bottom line, if you want to succeed, if you want to grow, if you want to protect yourself, if you want to take your life to the whole new level and know for a fact that you will be compensated, that you can trust that you are protected, then all you need to do is take one, two, three, and if you do that, your life and your business will thrive. Thank you very much. Say that with enough passion, everybody will give you passion back. Right. Good. Wow. This is, first of all, by me asking now, these questions right now, it's alleviating the, the, uh, the stress event of fear. Now, what you heard like, okay. happening is hands are going to fly up if people have questions. 
And then you're going to answer them. You don't have to say any questions. And if too many hands fly up, you're going to say, I'm out of time. I'll take two questions. You and then you. Everyone else, write down your questions. See me in the back. Right. Or everyone else, text me your questions right now to myself. That's an interesting point. It's it's Joe. It's phasing out for for some reason. Got very low. Oh, sorry. Technology for no. the rain. So what's the bottom line? The bottom line. Uh, bottom yeah. What are you going to do as a result of this information? What are you going to do now? I'm going to remove the fear. That's first. <laughs> um, and it's interesting that the tagline for me is property damage, improving the bottom line. That is my yeah. uh, presentation. So it's interesting to right now the bottom line. So for me, the bottom line is like absolutely getting rid of the fear um, and and, put, and removing that. Changing, you know, for me also looking at this and saying, okay, I got to give them a takeaway. I got to make it entertaining for them. Uh, I have to make it fun. Yeah. And engaging to a certain extent. Boom. So you, you know what you need to do. You're in a better place than when you started. You got a breakthrough. Can I get a boom? A boom. This episode of The Breakthrough Maze is brought to you by Ajax Union, a digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn, New York. Ajax Union's core focus is to support B2B companies to generate better leads, nurture those leads from the top of the funnel to the bottom line. Visit www.ajaxunion.com to learn more about our amazing offering. Thanks for listening to The Breakthrough Maze, hosted by Joe Applebaum. We hope that by listening to the journey of a stranger, you've become inspired to want a little more freedom, a little more power, and a little more vitality. To find out more about Joe Applebaum or this incredible public coaching session, go to www.joeapplebaum.com. Also, head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Help make it possible for more people to benefit from this free coaching. And leave a comment describing what you got out of this episode.